Hi, I'm Leanne Blaney, adventure coach, speaker and award-winning author. Welcome to the Ignite Your Life podcast, where we are having conversations about what might be holding you back and how to move forward to achieve your dream life. Come along on a journey and set yourself up by having freedom in your choices, becoming grounded and centered and learn how to speak from the heart. For more information, go to leanneblaney.com. Let's ignite your life. A super creator, visionary thinker, liberation-loving, inspiration-seeking, chai devotee, stand-up paddleboard addict. Shannon Dunn is an international award-winning businesswoman, retreat leader, and regularly sought out as a keynote speaker. She's the proud author of The Thrive Factor, Unlock Your Effortless Success Zone, a book introducing you to the archetypal framework, changing the way women interact with themselves in the world. Hi, Shannon. Welcome to the Ignite Your Life podcast. Thank you, Leanne. It's so good to connect with you again and to be able to have a conversation with you. Yes, yes. I'm really excited to have a conversation because we haven't talked to each other for quite some time. Too long. (laughs) Certainly is. Now, I'm looking forward to talking about our theme of Discover Your Thrive Factor. But first, do you want to tell the listeners a bit about yourself and how you got to where you are today? Yeah, so we've got such a short time to talk, so I have to try and keep this really quick. Um, and where I got to today, so I've been running my business. I'm in my 15th year running my business. There's two sides of it. There's a business consultancy side, and then there's everything to do with the Thrive Factor, which is really what we're going to talk about today. Uh, I love what I do. I love being able to work with women from all over the world to really help them to connect with their Thrive Factor. But where I got to, like I've got a long story of different things that I've done in the past, but like a lot of women, I think, in business that you and I probably meet, I come from a corporate background where I spent, you know, a good 10, 11 years in the trenches learning about business in a bigger scale. And prior to that, way, way back, I was a registered nurse. So I love people. People's always been my thing. And I've done lots of different studies around, you know, counselling. I'm an art therapist. Lots of different, complete nerd, the mental teacher archetype, which we're going to talk about. Um, so, you know, there's lots of different things that lean into there, and which really I feel gives me a richness for being able to show up and, yeah, to connect with people, particularly women, as the primary, I guess, the, the community I love to work with from all over the world. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. All right. So tell us a bit more about this Thrive Factor that you're telling me about. And, yeah. and I know that it involves the architects, but generally, what is the Thrive Factor? Yeah, so the Thrive Factor is a framework that includes 12 individual archetypes So an archetype, to go back to then people often go, what is that? So an archetype is really, it's an impression or a set of traits or behaviours. That's, I guess, the easiest way for us to get a sense of it. And when I am teaching around around archetypes and the 12 Thrive Factor archetypes, what I sort of tend to talk about, one of the first ones is the mother-nurture archetype. Just because we all have a sense of what a mother is, no matter how we've been brought up by a mother or not, or we know mothers, we don't know mothers, we are mothers, we're not mothers, but we still get a sense of, of the image of and the, you know, the way that a mother will connect with a child. That's archetypal. Yeah. So when people go, oh, okay, now I get it. It's not like it is a psychological term, but it's not as complex as what people think. Yeah. So the Thrive Factor is, is the in a, a framework of 12 individual archetypes. When we learn our own individual Thrive Factor, though, we could have a combination of three, four, five, maybe even six of those 12 archetypes. So it's a very unique, very individual way for us to look at ourselves and better get to know who we are to understand our strengths and our potential challenges and to learn how to more, uh, let's think of the right word for it. It's more 
consciously as well as subconsciously use our strengths when we're able to do that the challenges can fall away and not have such a negative impact and we can exacerbate or expand or magnify our thriving so that's why it's called the thrive factor yeah and I love the word thrive because to me I use blossom and bloom and all those sort of words because it really is because a lot of the time if people aren't growing and knowing more about themselves and finding out what's going on for them they're actually shrinking a bit aren't they they're just not their full self and they're not actually you know having that full life that you know being a a coach I love to see people just thrive so I'm loving that word yeah yeah definitely you know I had a conversation with someone earlier today and she was talking about how she's grown her business so much in the last few years and she's like I feel though that if I pause and just sort of integrate and just consolidate but I'm going to go backwards because she's been so on this growth 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 but thriving can also be in acknowledging where you're at and how much you've accomplished and giving yourself a chance to consolidate and really affirm what you're doing is right for you we always want people to expand don't we we do we do but it's one of those things where even like with the bucket list coaching that I do I love to see people just you know they don't have to go out there and go oh what's holding me back go back into all my negative beliefs and stuff bucket listing is based on that positive psychology of looking forward to things having that hope just to have you know a beautiful future so it doesn't have to be that whole expansion and growth and contribution that everyone talks about as coaches that's fabulous love it all right so with the thrive factor i imagine that you've worked with plenty of people to come up with these archetypes and seen it in in plenty of people are there like more common ones that come that help people uh, move through life or do you see the unresourceful and resourceful side for each one yeah well i mean i see all of them (laughs) it's over a decade now since i first started documenting the patterns i was seeing in my female clients at the time and I say that, that female clients, because I have always worked with a small number of, of men in the course of my business, but, you know, I'm moving more and more into just working with women these days. Um, well, so I was seeing all these patterns in the women that I was working with. I was seeing the things that they or hearing from them and observing the things I was struggling with, the things that were annoying them. I was hearing their beliefs coming out in their language and in their behaviour. I was also seeing the way that they celebrated things and the way that they got excited about things. And, you know, I just started documenting with all of my study around psychology over the years, the whole notion of archetype and archetypes was very familiar to me. And I literally got to the point where I was like, oh, there's archetypes in this. And then I started continue, you know, I continued, I should say, rather than started, I continued to document and to observe before I ever talked to anybody about the fact that I was doing that. Uh, and then within, you know, it was probably about 18 months worth of documenting and observing I was like, there really is a whole series of archetypes here. And I started to formalize them and talk to my clients about them. And so that was, as I said, it's, it's over a decade ago. It was 2010, 11 that I was doing that. And then I turned the very, very first step of my, any work that I do, whether it's a one-on-one coaching, a program, an education thing, the very first step is profiling with me. So we get, we get, so myself and my client gets to know their archetypes and then we can use that as a springboard for their self-understanding and, you know, their awareness and, you know, all those things. There most definitely are, now I can say this after a decade, common, more common archetypes and ones I don't see very often. And the population of women that I profile, which is in excess of 500 now, 
don't know the exact figures because I didn't start recording them at the beginning. I wish I had. Uh, but yeah, in excess of 500, uh, the majority of them have been women in business. So that's going to have a skew in terms of the more common archetypes because of the types of archetypes for women that are drawn to be in their own business as opposed to women that are uh, self-employed or a stay-at-home mum or a corporate or working in retail. Like it's always going to have a little bit of a different skew to it. Um, but yeah, definitely more common archetypes, 100%. And then within my own business community of clientele and I guess followers, people that are interested in my work, I've been able to use something that I now teach in Thrive Factor School and the coaching certification and with my um, inner circle membership community, teaching them how to use the archetypes to understand your ideal clients from the perspective of your archetypes. So I've been able to then distill that community down to, for me, there are three core archetypes that show up again and again in my own clients. So being able to know how to market to them because I understand more about them is revolutionary. Oh, it certainly is. It's fascinating, yeah. isn't it? Because I know with a lot of people out there that when they start to go, oh, archetype or personality profile or behavioral profile, whatever it is, they get really interested, don't they? And they go, oh, what what one am I? And then because oh, we've all grown up, Leanne, haven't we, with that whole question of, you know, who am I? Well, we spent, you know, and then in different parts of your life, you've had someone go, well, who are you? You know, so it's not only do we born into this world with a curiosity, then we then have that reinforced. Oh, they say that, you know, there's the, the ancient philosophers all talked about, you know, the whole principles of know thyself and, you know, working out your, what are we, all the time, what's your purpose, what's your passion, all of those phrases. So people are so interested in self-knowing and the way, what I love about that too is that once we know more about ourselves and we understand, say, a framework or a, a different process or a, a system, we can also better understand other people. So that can create greater harmony in our relationships, personally, professionally, and it just goes on and on with the potential benefits. Oh, there are so many benefits because I do the extended disc profiling, mm. as behavioural profiling, and I love talking to people and getting them to know what their profile is. But yeah. as you say, it's not just knowing yourself, is it? Once you know who you are, then you can go, oh, I might be able to identify what my friends are or my business colleagues or my clients, potential yeah. clients. And you can actually then go, yes, I can market to them in that way that they, oh, you know me, you know, they feel like they've got, you've got that understanding of them. So it really yeah. is such a powerful tool to be able to get into that whole archetypes or profiling. So powerful. And while that may feel for some people like it's not manipulation, that's not the right word, but it's a bit like, you know, a bit too much about me. I actually see it as really genuine and authentic because you're able to connect with someone because you really truly do know them. Yes, you've learned about them and you could say you know, you're taking shortcuts to better understand them. But once you learn about them and you actually embrace all of that knowing, you can connect to them and build that know, like and trust so quickly because you genuinely do get them. And I think for a lot of people that is really comforting and, and encouraging to, you know, they could say have a conversation with you and they go, Leanne, I just, I'm just so grateful that you, are, you really understand me and I know that and I can rely on that. Yeah. Definitely. And it does open up those communication channels a lot more. I find in relationships even, 
you know, yeah. if you've got your, your personal relationships, if you just know a little bit and know how to communicate to your partner, it can just change the world in the world of relationships in your own little little space, I suppose. Yeah. But yeah, in business, it is so powerful as well. And I don't see it as a salesy type manipulation thing either. Mm-hmm. It's more just knowing the people you're talking to, understanding how they like their information presented, how mm-hmm. they, you know, like to be spoken to, what, what interests them rather than saying all oh, the facts and figures when they've got no interest in that. They just like the big picture. Yeah. Yeah, 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 definitely. And you can stop doing all the things that you probably don't like doing and just communicate or engage with people in the way that that works for them, but probably works better for you too. So it makes, again, you know, one of my, the sub, the whole themes around everything I do from a business perspective is making business easier. And that's one way to definitely do that. Stop yeah. doing the things we don't like and find that we find hard, challenging, overwhelming, and do more of the things that just make sense to us. Oh, exactly. Now, do you want to tell us a bit about some archetypes? I know you've got 12, so we don't need to go through all of them. If you... We won't. <laughs> yeah, we won't go through all oh, of them. I think that's quite a bit, but the most common ones would be of interest, I'm sure, to the listeners. Yes. Of which ones you come up against and, you know, what, what are the benefits once you know, you know what your archetype is? That's oh, great. yeah, so, so many benefits. But, but before I choose of the 12, I did, you know, I'm sort of running through in my head and sort of thinking about them. I'd actually like to put you in the spotlight and ask you a little bit more about your ideal clients because that way, if you can tell me a little bit about some of the key things for those clients, maybe I can select archetypes that might resonate more with them. So, yeah. So if I go from the bucket list coaching side of things, those people that have that adventurous side to them that, you know, are always looking for a little bit more out of life. They're not um, quite often I work with women who are around the 40 are just starting to ask that question of, oh, isn't there more to life or the kids are grown up and they're thinking, well, what more can I do? You know, why am I here? What's my passion? And they're asking all those questions and thinking, I don't want to just head towards retirement. What else can I do? So those type of women who are, you know, they're either small business owners or they're in, you know, an employee, they're okay. just sort of starting to think about themselves a bit more. All right. So what are some of the key uh, challenges that they tend to come up against? What are the, like from a personal perspective, not external stuff, but, you know, their belief systems and things that get in the way? Yeah, a lot of them are very much, they don't prioritise themselves. They believe that's being selfish. They always want to go, oh, no, I've got to care for my family. I've got to care for somebody else. I've got to prioritise them. You know, I've got no time for myself. I'm always doing things for my family or other people or my work. So it's that whole I don't think I should be prioritising myself. It's selfish. Right. That's what I thought you might say from our conversations and getting to <laughs> to know you. Um, so with that in mind, I'm going to introduce you to, I think, the three maybe of the archetypes at rapid speed. I have done a whole introduction to a whole 12 in like 20 minutes. <laughs> I felt like I couldn't breathe. I had to speak so fast. But the advocate rescuer is the first archetype then, so I'll go through them alphabetically to, to introduce them. Um, the advocate rescuer is that one archetype where she's that friend you have that always says yes she's always volunteering her time she wants to be helpful she's deeply compassionate feels on a really deep level puts everybody else first in a way that none of the other archetypes do Uh, she's often uh, volunteers to help out with causes that make sense and are important to her. So they might be related to people, to environment, to animals, or all three. Like she's not going to sit down and do nothing this one. So the Advocate Rescuer has is, is got a voice to bring to the world. However, she often gets caught up in the rescuing aspect of her, her I guess, her traits and her personality and her behaviour. And she wants to jump in and she wants to be helpful and she wants to be empowering. 
but you can miss the whole, I guess, the true understanding of what empowerment means. And if you're jumping in and doing things for someone, you're not empowering them. You're actually robbing them of their own power. So her greatest lesson and gift for herself is learning self-advocacy. It's learning to be clear about what she wants, to speak up for that, to expect that. It's also about learning to acknowledge her incredible contribution rather than expecting others to acknowledge it because an advocate rescuer when she doesn't get acknowledgement can be a little bit of a martyr sometimes and can often sit back and go oh see I had to do it no one else would and I don't know why no one ever thanks me for all the things that I've done and she's never going to feel good saying that and being like that people aren't going to really respond to that very well either and they're like oh she's complaining again or she's a bit needy and yet, the, you know, the Advocate Rescue has got such a beautiful, big, like, Kuan Yin, goddess of compassion energy, but giving herself that recognition is, is important for her to create that balance. So, and having really good boundaries so that she can do what is right and needed for her rather than for everybody else first. So that was the first one that came to mind. Oh, I love that one. Yeah, that's, that's so on point. It's not funny. <laughs> good, good. Resonating for you? Like, you know, it's Yes, yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> okay. So another one I just want to talk about quickly is the Inspirer Believer. This is one of my four. I've got four archetypes in my profile. The Inspirer Believer has some similarities with the Advocate Rescuer in terms of she can see the good in people and she really wants them to see it in themselves. So she can sometimes invest a lot of her own time and energy supporting others, cheering others. She's the cheerleader archetype, you know, really wanting them to... to to do their best and all those sorts of things. So she can give far more than she actually receives. So she's got to have really good boundaries. Every one of the archetypes has their own image that I painted. I've got the visionary creator archetype, which is the one that tends to be the artist archetype. So in the background of the Inspire Believer, there's flames. So those flames, I always say, are the flames of inspiration, and that spark of excitement, as they are the flames to be wary of how quickly your energy, which can be all or nothing as an inspirer believer, can leave you feeling burned or burnt out, or by the experience of trying to keep cheering and supporting someone and giving so much, can also leave you feeling like I've got nothing left to give and I've lost all my mojo, all my excitement, all my zest for life. The inspirer believer, the inspirer part of that name talks the fact that she loves to be inspired. She's always looking for inspiration. And once she finds something, whether that be a person, a podcast, a book, a story, a movie, she throws herself all in and she wants to take all the beliefs and all of the good out of that and tell everyone in the world. So she can become like an evangelist and be sprouting off all of the, you've got to watch this or you've got to listen to this or this is the best thing ever. Now to the, the lovely people, friends usually, family, in an Inspire Believer's life can sit back and go, but I thought last week you were into that thing you know, and can roll their eyes and go, what are you into now? Like, seriously? Yeah, have you had this happen, Leanne? Oh, just a little bit, yes. Yeah, whole life. Uh, and they can't understand how we can throw ourselves so fully into something and do multiple things at once. So we can exhaust other people as well. But it is a very energetic archetype and a lot of inspired believers do have problems from a physical and an emotional perspective with their energy where that can lead to uh, illness like migraine, headaches, you know, different... Um, energetic related illnesses so what another one that often comes up is um like adrenal type issues and those sorts of things or just i just need to go nap like i don't know why i was all good yesterday all like top of the world and now i just need to go to bed for a day yeah it's a lot of inspired believer energy the greatest gift for an inspired believer for herself though is learning 
uh, to be inspired by who she is and what she's creating, what she's putting in the world. It's a beautiful, humble archetype. And often with an inspired believer receives uh, confirmation from someone else that she's been inspiring or someone might say, oh, I could never do what you do. You're amazing. And an inspired believer would go, really, me? I'm just being me. Yeah. So yeah. it's a beautiful, humble response. But the greatest gift for an inspired believer is actually you've had to see that and go, I am inspiring that's cool what else can I do with that energy yeah so that that's two common archetypes that just made sense when you were describing your ideal clients yeah, yeah. and they really resonate with me because you know we are our clients quite often you know I've been there yeah. back when I was around 40s so I thought wow if I could have known that back then <laughs> I know I know so you're um, talking to someone not long ago around the fact I've got two nieces who are in their teens now and the older one is 16 um coming up soon and she pro we did profiling for ruby or oh, earlier part of last year so sort of about 18 or so months ago so she just turned 15 and to think now the conversations she and i've had particularly this year she's been in she's in that time in school where she's choosing subjects for what to do for her upper school and then think about university or study and now she knows things about herself she's like oh that's my such and such and we can just have this conversation and you know, now she understands why she's attracted to both law, she is the mediator diplomat archetype, which is the truth teller, or <laughs> to something that's very physical, uh, like physio or something like that. Um, and it's because she has the heroine adventure archetype, which is the, the physically active archetype that needs to be exercising and doing that all the time. So she understands that now that's coming from parts within her. And she's like, so these are good, these are both good options. Yes, because you're wired to, to work in that space and to learn in that space. Yeah, I love that because I, I just remember back when I was in school, if I'd only known about this heroin adventurer, yes. I would have gone that way. I would instead of listening to my parents who, who wanted me to be an accountant or those things, and I thought I was going to die if I were doing doing that type of thing. And then no, but that's just so fantastic. You can do that for young people as well. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to you. Like it's like that's not how you're made up. Mm. Um, so yeah, you know, future vision of mine, which I have a bit, being that I have the visionary creator archetype, I have a lot of very future paced visions. Is you know, that there will be someone that graduates from my certification through Thrive Factor School uh, and they will run this in for younger women. I, I'd love to. I don't have the time to do it all. Um, but, you know, there's just lots of things. And even for older women who are in their 60s and 70s are like, why did I never fit into the world? Why do I, you know, why is this, am I still like the misfit? And they go, well, these were your archetypes. Oh, that makes sense. So, yeah. you know, so they can stop saying things like over the years I've had so many women say to me things like hey oh so this is who I am like I'm not broken there's nothing wrong with me it's like no you're not broken there's nothing wrong with you this is who you are and every aspect of who you are is magnificent and you are different to the next person even the next person that has the same archetypes as you you'll still express those differently because we have that innate traits within us but we also have the influence of our external environment you know, so, if, you know, someone who grew up with different families or different cultural backgrounds or different education will express their archetypes a little bit differently to the next person who has the same four or five archetypes as them. Yeah, no, I love it. Oh, I'm so sad that we're running out of time. I know, I was thinking that. Because <laughs> <laughs> we've got so many that we could go through and I'm sure would be of interest to the listeners. But, you know, it's just such an interesting topic and it's such benefits to actually get out there and know who you are so that you can start living that way and, you know, have that world open up. So, Shannon, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I love hearing about it. 
Now, if our listeners want to know more about you, all these archetypes, because I'm sure they will, where's the best place for them to go? So the best place, as I was saying to you earlier, Leanne, is I've got one link and then that way when women go to that or your listeners go to that, they can find all the places that they can connect with me. I, I love spending time on Facebook and Instagram and then I, you know, I've got my own podcast launching soon, which will be, will be out before when this comes out and all the links to find me and also to learn more about profiling will be available there. So if everyone goes to allmylinks.com, forward slash Shannon dash the Thrive Factor. So that's allmylinks.com forward slash Shannon dash the Thrive Factor. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Shannon. I've really enjoyed this. And as I said, I could just talk for ages on it, but thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. Igniters, knowing your archetypes brings so many benefits to you and your world. If you want to discover your Thrive Factor and find out more about Shannon, go to her link allmylinks.com forward slash Shannon dash the Thrive Factor. For more about living a bucket list life, go to my website, leanneblaney.com.